When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the WRAL Daily Download. I'm Jack Hagel. Advanced practice registered nurses have long sought to undo a North Carolina law that requires a doctor to sign off on their work. Their efforts were a casualty in negotiations over the state's recent Medicaid expansion deal, but their fight lives on. WRAL state government reporter Travis Fain has been covering the battle, and he's here to break it down for us. Travis, welcome back. Glad to be here. First off, give us an update. A few weeks ago, you told us about a a deal between Republican lawmakers to expand Medicaid in the state. Where does that deal stand? Uh, It is sitting on the governor's desk, passed the House last week, a big bipartisan vote. Uh, We expect the governor to sign it uh, pretty quickly here. And uh, there's there's some rigmarole before Medicaid actually expands. The state budget also has to pass as well. But that's probably a whole other podcast we could get into right there. Well, as part of the negotiations, and this is something we've also discussed in the past, there was this thing called the SAVE Act um, that was basically killed from the Medicaid expansion deal. What did this act seek to do? Yeah, so uh, originally the Medicaid bill as pitched by the state Senate, Senate Republicans, was three things, or, or a few more, but the main things were Medicaid expansion, CON reform, which repeals a bunch of hospital regulations, the idea being that makes more competition and you know the overall supply of health care goes up. And thus, when we're putting all these hundreds of thousands of new people in Medicaid, they get insurance cards, they seek care, we need the supply of health care to go up. The other thing was the SAVE Act that you mentioned, which is another way to boost the supply of health care. Right now, if you're an advanced practice registered nurse in North Carolina, and there are several different types, but they all have to have at least a master's degree. They're certified by the state. If you've ever gone to a doctor's office, you have probably at some point talked to an APRN as opposed to a doctor and maybe not even known the difference. Uh, But they are required to have a supervising physician. And there is some disagreement over what that means. But at the bottom line, according to the law, a supervising physician basically has to sign off, basically has to do paperwork to say, yes, I am working with this APRN, which is an issue if APRNs want to go out on their own, open their own practices. Some do. They have to have a doctor work with them. Uh, One supporter of this bill, which would basically repeal this requirement, called this a permission slip to work. And doctors can often charge, you know, thousands of dollars a month, tens of thousands of dollars a year in order to do this. Nurses say it's just paperwork. It's paperwork supervision. That's all it is. Doctors groups that want the law to stay say, no, it's more than that. We're working closely together. This needs to be required for patient safety. So why did it get dropped from the Medicaid expansion negotiations? And uh, what kind of support does it have going forward? So it has a lot of support, but maybe not support from the right people. It got dropped because of an intense lobbying effort by doctors, particularly anesthesiologists. One of the uh, types of APRNs out there is a CRNA, a certified registered nurse anesthetist. anesthetist, And I cannot say that word. Uh, And the question is, well, if you're going in for surgery, who should have to do the anesthesia? You know, who should put you to sleep and who should wake you up? Should you have to have a doctor, an anesthesiologist there, or is a CRNA enough? So that's a big part of it, but there's also 
questions about how often uh, other types of APRN should have to consult with a doctor. So the doctors push back hard against this and were successful in getting it removed. Uh, they are more successful with their lobbying in the House uh, than the Senate. Senate leadership uh, is pushing the SAVE Act, would like to see it happen. Even in the House, though, so this bill has been filed years and years and years. Last year's version, so a previous legislative session, had 76 co-sponsors in the North Carolina House of Representatives. It only takes 61 votes to pass something. And usually you, it, it, something might pass with 100 votes and not have near that many sponsors. So the fact that it had 76 sponsors, to me, indicates, okay, this would pass if it came to the floor. There's little question about that, but leadership would not bring it to the floor. Speaker of the House Tim Moore, who sets the calendar, would not bring it to the floor, which raises the obvious question of why, how much special interest uh, pressure is is being brought to bear here. He says, no, that's not it at all. A bunch of those people who sponsored that bill actually don't support it, uh, but no, I won't give you names. Well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear a little bit more about what advanced practice registered nurses do and where their fight for looser restrictions goes from here. Stick around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the WRAL Daily Download. We're talking with WRAL state government reporter Travis Fain about laws governing advanced practice registered nurses. Travis, tell us a little more about what advanced practice registered nurses do. What kind of care do they provide and how do they work with doctors? It really runs the gamut. I mean, you might uh, just go to like instead of a primary care doctor, you might uh, visit a nurse practitioner uh, who advises you on general health care. We mentioned earlier CRNAs who deal with anesthesiology. So it's all sorts of different things, but the APRN category, while it's a catch-all, it also comes with various requirements. You know, you have to be certified, obviously, uh, by a state board. Uh, you, you have to have at least a master's degree. Some of these people have PhDs. I've talked to a number of people who've been in this business for 20, 30 years in some cases, and they're worried that the doctor that they work with is going to retire. And then what do they have to do? They can't work unless they have a supervising physician. So they may go get somebody who's six months out of medical school and all of a sudden, that person is kind of their boss, even though they've been doing this for 30 years. Now, I can see how some might want to keep some oversight in place. You know, after all, this is healthcare, and this could be, in some cases, a matter of life or death, right? And you want people with more training um, in place. 
Right. And there's no question that doctors have more training. You know, it's more school. It's uh, more requirements uh, as you kind of come along as a young doctor. There's more that you do there. But what the nurses say is, look, we we know when we need to go get advice from another from a doctor. You know, you don't, you don't have to require that, and you definitely don't have to require us to pay thousands of dollars a month in fees to just one particular doctor to say that they're supervising us. We we care about people, and we're going to get this done. Uh, the doctors say, you know, this idea that it's only paper supervision, as the nurses say, they say that that may be the case in some places, uh, but those are bad actors and that it's a rarity, that most doctors and nurses, APRNs, work really well together. Uh, and in a lot of cases, there is not that money that's flowing. There's not that fee that's being charged because the doctor and the nurse maybe both work, say, for Cone Health out in Greensboro. So it's part of a regular employee relationship that you might have uh, within the structure of, of, of that company. Uh, but you know, I came across an ad. It's old. It's like from 2017. It was a psychiatry group. And one of the ways they were trying to get psychiatrists to move to North Carolina and work with them in their pitch, their online pitch trying to recruit people, was come to North Carolina. We've got this law. It, it requires so little supervision that it almost counts as, quote, passive income. So this is the doctors advertising to other doctors, hey, come and take advantage of nurses in North Carolina. And the nurses are pointing at this going, this is our exact argument. And here it is in writing. It's an older post. It's from 2017. Uh, It has been taken down, but the internet lives on forever. Uh, But I think once it started being pointed to as, hey, the nurse is saying this this makes our point, it, uh, it disappeared. So by giving these nurses more freedom, who benefits? Obviously, the nurses would benefit. Uh, does the community benefit in any way? And, and also, who's hurt by the deal? So, I mean, it kind of depends on how you look at it. You know, if you have more uh, nurses, I mean, we, we talked about bringing doctors in to North Carolina, right? Well, maybe some nurses are leaving North Carolina because 26 states have something like the SAVE Act in place. So if you're looking to strike out on your own as an APRN, there are better states to do it in than North Carolina. So possibly that leads to our shortage of nurses, our shortage of health care overall, uh, particularly as we said, with more people coming on the Medicaid roles, more people may be seeking care. Doctors will tell you that patient safety suffers here. And they've pointed to a couple of studies, one out of a clinic in Mississippi, one at the VA, the, the Veterans Health Administration, where they gave this the, something very similar to the SAVE Act, where they had more freedom for nurses. And what they found were fairly small but consistent and clear uh, poorer, poorer results for patients. And in some cases, higher costs because the nurse, uh, the, the, the APRN might refer to a specialist that n- didn't necessarily need to be referred to. They found a slight uptick in emergency room visits too. So that's what the doctor says. It's a patient safety. You've got to require this. You've got to make sure that we stay in the loop because we simply have more expertise than the APRNs. Who else is behind this fight? You know, on both sides. Uh, it's, there are these various nursing groups, nursing PACs, political action committees that, that donate to politicians. There's a lot more money, though, flowing from what I can tell from the doctors and particularly anesthesiologists. Uh, I, North Carolina Health News, which is a wonderful publication that focuses on North Carolina Health News, I guess it's right there in the title, but a lot of state politics, too. They reported that in the run-up to the 2022 election, something like $600,000 flowed through various PACs funded just by the anesthesiologist. So it's it's big money, right? Because this law 
determines how some of the money in our healthcare industry flows and who it flows to. So now that this is out of the Medicaid expansion deal, it'll be pursued separately. What does that look like? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, this year's version of the bill has 59 co-sponsors in the House, but we kind of talked earlier about how that doesn't really matter. The Speaker of the House and the Republican leadership have to decide to let the bill move forward. But on the Senate side, some really prominent Senate Republicans and, and Republicans hold the majority want this thing to move forward. So there's going to be pressure to move it forward from the Senate side. And then the question just becomes, well, as the Senate and the House clash over any number of different unrelated issues, there's some horse trading that goes on, right? Like, I'll do your bill, you'll do my bill. One thing the Senate could do is jam this thing into the state budget. We talked earlier about how it was in the Medicaid bill. Well, when you put two or three things together, that's leverage, right? Because if somebody wants this thing, they got to go with that thing. That's the give and take of politics. The budget is $30 billion a year worth of leverage because that's how much state money is in it. So I asked Senate Republican leader Phil Berger, uh, who's probably the most powerful politician in the state, really, whether or not the Senate would put the SAVE Act into the budget. And he basically said, undetermined. He's fairly circumspect. You can't read anything into what he says because he ain't going to tell me what his tactics are. But that is an option there. That's the hardball version of this. But it's entirely possible that nothing passes and we stick with the status quo. And what happens if that's the case? What happens if nothing happens? We go on about our business in North Carolina with uh, healthcare as it is, except we mentioned earlier those hospital regulations are getting rolled back. So the idea there is that that will boost the overall supply of healthcare in North Carolina in some ways. But nursing groups will tell you that they think this is really, really important. Uh, and a number of lawmakers feel the same way. And if it doesn't happen this session, does their fight live on or is it over? Oh, yeah. I think this one's been around seven, eight years, a little bit before my time in North Carolina. So, you know, first you don't succeed, you know, make more campaign donations, I guess. Well, I'm sure you'll keep us up to speed on the developments. Travis, thank you. Anytime. That's WRL state government reporter Travis Fain. For all of our state legislative coverage, including recent stories on state health care legislation, visit the NC Capital section of WRAL.com. I'm Jack Hagel. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for listening to the WRAL Daily Download and for making us part of your morning routine. Another great way to get WRAL news is the Morning Briefing Newsletter. It's a daily email with triangle news, events, and headlines to help you get ready for the day. Sign up at WRAL.com slash newsletter. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.